Welcome to the very first bonus episode for Buzzardry. This was originally supposed to be a part of last week's episode, but me and Patrick both felt like it was just too good. Deserved to be a standalone episode as we get to sit down with Southern Miss legend Gerald McCrath. Do want to take this time uh, to thank Gerald one more time for being with us. He was taking care of his kids and cooking and had all these things going on, and he took time uh, out of his busy night to uh, have a great conversation with us. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy this conversation with Gerald McCrath as much as we did. Three, two, one. From down in the dirty bird. Oh my goodness gracious. The only mustard buzzard podcast on the planet. This is Buzzardry. Here are your hosts, Ben Milam. And Patrick McGee. And we are back. Man, we are so, so very excited, both me and Patrick. We were talking before the show, before we started recording and, and talking about how uh, if you told little, little Ben and Patrick sitting in the stands at M.M. Roberts, if uh, they were going to be interviewing this guy, they'd be all kinds of excited. We are so thrilled to have Gerald McCrath on the show. Gerald, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you guys for having me. All right, Gerald. So I'm, I'm going to kind of, I mean, if, if somebody's listening to this podcast, they're going to know who you are, but I'm just going to kind of read some of the, some of the accomplishments, uh, just, just kind of short form, uh, cause that's a long list. And, um, yeah, and just, just kind of a fly over your career. Two-time first-team all-conference, Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year in 2007. Led the conference in tackles in 08 with 137 total. Uh, and then drafted 130th overall uh, to the Tennessee Titans. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but probably a future M-Club Hall of Famer, no doubt. Uh, you know, you're one of those guys on the Eagle Walk, four-year NFL career, one of the greatest to ever do it for uh, the Southern Miss defense and now coaching high school football. First of all, what, what goes through your mind when, when you hear all those kind of things uh, about your career? Um, at this point in my life, I'm grateful, humble, um, because you understand, is, and especially me being a coach now, you understand that individual accolades are made by a team effort. Um, you know, my individual accolades, the tackles that I got, and they were solely because I had a great defensive line. A great defensive line. I had a great linebacker core, had guys in the back end um, to help me out. Um, and, and when it comes down to football, especially on defense, you know, everybody has a job to do. And if, you know, there's plays to be made, you just got to make your play. And, uh, man, my teammates, they put me, my teammates, my coaches, put me in a position to be successful. Um, so the accolades that you read off there, you know, at this point in my life is, you know, that's the testimony to everybody that has been a part of my football journey. Um, and it's, it is definitely, um, rewarding because there was a lot of work put in. Um, the only thing, if I'm just being hundred percent honest with you and, and, you know, the rest of the Southern Miss, uh, fan base, the only thing that that I, that I missed out on was the conference championship. If you ask me, Hey, would you trade it all in 
for the championship, and I want to say it was that 06, I want to say 06, mm-hmm. Houston, I would trade in the heartbeat um, because that's the ultimate goal. That was always the ultimate goal um, is to win your conference, uh, win the conference championship. And so, you know, I came up short. Um, the guys, we came up short. Um, so, you know, the other accolades, they're good. But if I just keep it 100% honest with you guys, it is, it's, it's always about Conference USA. Uh, not, not Conference USA, but Conference USM, because that's what we used to say um, when, we, when, we, when we were playing. It was our conference. And so, um, you know, definitely, definitely grateful. Like I said, I'm definitely grateful, definitely humbled. Um, for the accolades, but those accolades are not just on me. They're on, on the guys that suited up with me every single game. So. Well, you've been out of football, uh, I guess, I guess about eight years now, and you've been coaching high school football. Tell people what you're doing right now. So I coach high school football. I'm officially uh, retired. I'm a little banged up. Uh, <laughs> I had some extra surgeries over the few years. So like, I'm, I'm uh, living a dream of volunteering and trying to give these kids the same thing and the same opportunities that I've had. Um, football, football was so great to me. Um, football is not who I am, but it is a huge part of my life. Football was always my outlet, my getaway. Um, I'm the guy that loves practice. <laughs> I'm the guy that loves practice because you get better, you get more reps, you get a chance to do something that you love. Um, but nowadays, um, I'm just trying to pass it forward, just trying to pay it forward, um, give the things that, you know, the experiences that I've had, try to pass those along to some younger guys. Um, and then also, you know, prepare them for life as well, because I got to tell all the kids that I've coached, football is the closest thing to life as you're possibly going to get to with all the adversity and all that goes with it, um, things that you can control, things that you can't control. Um, And so, you know, if you can be successful um, as far as handling your business, then normally it pans out, you know, the rest of your life, you know, you can be successful as well. So trying to get these kids to understand um, the importance of taking advantage of every opportunity that you have and not taking any opportunities for granted. You touched on it, and I'll let, I'll let Patrick jump in after this one. Uh, you touched on on kind of the the adversity aspect, and you know how you your career was was cut short by injury, and you wrote about that in the Players Tribune. Uh, I think that was in '16. And if you haven't read that, we're, we're going to put that in the show notes. The link to that. Um, first of all, man, it is so well written, so poignant, and uh, just a great read. It's such an incredible story of of your transition out of football and. Uh, that mindset change that you just mentioned of, you know, how, how you maybe did think of your identity as a football player and then, you know, had to make that transition out, which is so tough for so many guys. Now, almost 10 years later out of that transition, how do you, how do you go back and think about that time and, and how difficult that was? Um, I think that everything happens for a reason. Um, God makes no mistakes. And, I was prepared that, I mean, if you, if I'm, if I'm just being hundred percent honest, God prepared me for that situation. One, one idea that I can give to you guys 
those that know me and know my playing career at uh, Southern Miss, you guys will remember Fedora's first year. Um, and the grind that we had to lose those games back to back to back. And the way that we lost the games. <laughs> but to rally behind and um, to win out, to make it to a bowl game, and then ultimately to beat Troy to continue that winning season, um, con consecutive winning seasons, was huge. Because I don't think a lot of people understand that was the best team I've, I, I've ever been on. And when I say been on as far as that was the best team as far as a collective team effort with everybody on board. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe we were not always the best talented or, you know, always in the best position. But it, we didn't question each other's drive. And we lost games. But, man, we will come back in. I remember – I mean, I remember the UTEP loss in overtime. And, like, me and the guys, like, we sitting on the field crying. Like, you're in tears because you know – we know what what is expected of us. And one of the things that we always talked about, you never want to be that senior or that older – that old, that that upper class that drops the ball. And so – and to see how those guys and 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 we all came together and we all bust each other every single day in practice to make each other better. We played for one another. I mean, that was I mean, many people will fold underneath that. So to look back now, God, he doesn't put more on us than we can bear. And he prepares us for whatever he's giving us or whatever task that we have. I was already prepared for that. And I'm just thankful. Um, I'm just thankful to have the mindset that I have because not everybody, not everybody is that lucky. You know, I didn't write the article. Um, the gentleman that wrote the article took his time. He did one phenomenal job of, of displaying my words my emotions, my thoughts, and painting the picture for others. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I definitely can't take credit, um, but he did a great job of articulating um, my thoughts and putting them on paper for, for it to possibly help others or motivate others. But, like, to answer your question, looking at it now, was it's like, wow, like, no, I actually was prepared to deal with this and I didn't even know that. And so, you know, you, you, you that gratefulness, the humbleness, right. That, that comes out even more. Um, so, because you, you look around and you know that there's some other people that are not as lucky as I am or that have a foundation that I, that, 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 that was built um, by the great people that I've been in contact with. You kind of just uh, touched on it, but I guess talk a little bit about the uh, the transition from uh, Coach Bauer to Coach Fedora and uh, kind of how the team uh, rallied around that uh, coaching change. Well, one of the things, uh, I mean, the only difference was uh, I would say the age in the head coaches <laughs> between Bauer and Fedora, um, two different energy uh, type of energy guys. I mean, you know, you guys know how Coach Fedora was. Um but the same message, 
the message was the same. And and what you realize as you get, like, like I said, like as I've gotten older and you coach, greatness is going to look alike. It's going it's, it's going it's going to be it's not going to be identical, but there are going to be some pieces that mirror up. Um, and those two gentlemen, I mean, that's I mean, that's they equal greatness in my eyes. You know, everybody can say what they want. At the end of the day, um, and I can say this now because I'm grown, but at the end of the day, Coach Bauer didn't play the year that they fired him. He didn't play. We played. I can tell the fans, everybody across that's listening to this, that coaching staff put us in the position to win. I'm coaching high school ball now. I'm coaching kids. And – I know my stuff and I still have kids that don't, that don't, they don't always do what you ask them to do. So as a, as a Southern Miss alumni and, and to be on a, to be on a team where your coaches are Southern Miss alumni, you don't question the fact, um, you don't, you, you, you never question the fact that coach, that coach Bauer didn't want the best for not only his players, but for the university. Us as the players, for the players, we let them down. And we lost the rights. And we were put in the best position possible. At the end of the day, players make plays, coaches call plays. And so, you know, you look at that, and then you look at the way that Coach Fedora came in, I mean, to be honest with you, I think either one of those two gentlemen, if they would, you know, at the time, I think both of them would have continued to have success because that's who they were. You know, that's just who they were. I mean, excellence is all that they're about. They're the guys that, hey, I'm going to be on your butt because I want you to pay attention to details. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But you know what? People that are like that, are probably very successful. <laughs> right, right. And so you understand that, you understand that that they're only trying to get the best out of you at all times. And, and, and you know, they they definitely have molded my life um, to, to, to make, to help me groom, to help groom myself into who I am now. Um, they both play vital parts in that. To build off Patrick's question, there to me are so many similarities between, um, you know, it's it's not a totally similar coaching change, but that transition between Coach Bauer and Fedora, and most recently between Coach Hobson and Coach Hall, as far as just a big change in scheme, and especially with the results in the first year, you, you mentioned it. How you started, you started two and six in, in Coach Fedora's first year, and then you rattle off five straight. And so what do you my question is, what do you say to the fans that are already jumping on Coach Hall and saying, you know, it's a lost cause, maybe we hired the wrong guy because we started one and three, and you know, maybe there are some frustrating parts of that. But what do you what do you say to somebody on the outside that are saying those things? Go work out six, seven days a week and then come back and see if you are on the kids like that. Because one of the things, if you're a fan, you're a fan. You can be an upset fan. 
you know, everybody has a right. But at the end of the day, like, nobody's going out there to lose. Nobody's going out there to lose. Nobody's going out there, not not in football, not when you got to put your body on the line. And nobody's going out there saying, hey, you know, I want to get 30 hung up on my head today. That's not the case. But what you do have to understand is the culture is broke. The culture is broke. And, uh, and when I say the culture is broke, there's a there's an unbalance between the old generation and the new generation. I'm probably like, I miss because when I came and Southern Miss was playing South Florida and you go to the field and you're looking at Rod Davis, Michael Bowley, Cash, you look, you looking at like, and the defense was lit. The rock was lit. Like people don't understand. Like the rock wasn't, wasn't as big as what it was, but it was packed. It wasn't no seats. It wasn't no, it wasn't no empty seats at the rock. So that atmosphere was phenomenal. And, and at the same time, we're going to play the best teams. You're going to play your balance. You're going to play your arm. If you want to, if you want to say you're the best, then, then be an underdog and go beat the best. Cause can't nobody make any excuses then. And so what I say is like, we are, I mean, the university is where it is and it's about how do we get out of this together? There's not a quick fix. You can't bring a new head coach in, but we don't show up to the games. And if you're at the games, you don't cheer. I just went to an NFL game here where fans don't know how to cheer. Like, I'm a defensive player. When we're on defense, if you yell and make noise, you give us an advantage to win because they can't hear. So when I was playing at the Rock and we would play and we would move around and the fans would be loud, we were guaranteed to make the team call at least one time out of game, at least, because they couldn't hear. That's an advantage. That's a that's an advantage that you can only have if the fans give you that. That's, a, that's why they call it home field advantage. You don't have home field advantage if nobody's there when we're at home or nobody's cheering when we're at home. And also, you all understand, like – he just got there. Give the man some time. Give him some grace. He knows what the expectations are. So he took the job. He 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 knows. People people understand this. For Southern Miss to not be publicized the way it is, there are a lot of people that have came from Southern Miss that are very successful. A lot of people, a lot of coaches. So people know what the expectations are when you are at Southern Miss. We know what the expectations are. But how are we going to get those expectations together? Because you got – because when you deal with this, those kids hear that too. If, if, the, if the coach is hearing what everybody is saying, don't you think the kids are hearing that too? And you got some of these kids that don't know the greatness that Southern, the greatness that the Southern Miss history has to offer. So you have some people that they, they like, Hey man, this is like, Hey, this is like Sunday. 
this like I'm not gonna say nobody's name. I'm not gonna knock, but like, hey, this is like a it's a lower tier school. No, 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 no. We didn't have that mindset. <laughs> we didn't have that mindset. We had the mindset. I could have played in the SEC, but I don't want to. I want to play here. This is where I want to play. We had the mindset. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. We're going to buckle our chin strap, and you're going to get this work just like everybody else. You win, you win. You lose, you lose. But you're going to know you play the game one way or another. So some of the kids don't know. Like, they don't know that. And there's a disconnect between coaches in between that Fedora era until now to where there are, like, as a former player, if you got somebody that you don't know, like, you're not just going to walk in and just show up like you own the place. Now, if it's like Coach Hop, Coach Hop's there, like, guess what? I'm going to drive up to Hagsburg and walk through and say, hey, what's going on, guy? Because you know somebody. There's a familiar face. You feel like you know you're welcome. So I've already known that like, Coach, Coach Hall's already sent out an invitation. Like, he's doing the right things. He is doing the right things. Now you got to just give the man grace. Give the man some grace. And then give these kids some grace. And, and let's continue to support our university. So, like, to, to say that, like, if you keep saying every two years we're going to start, you're not going to get better. I'm telling you that as a former player. If I have to learn a new playbook every single year, you cannot play fast. It does not work like that. You cannot just fire a coach. Now you're talking about kids leaving. Um, you got kids wanting to leave because they're not his. They're not his guys. I like guess it's, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. And not, I, I would hope that the the Bauer era would kind of like shed light. Like it ain't always an easy right. fix. Like Fedora. Right. Like okay, you're lucky. It doesn't always work that way. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, just kind of last question for me. Uh, what was the loudest away venue uh, you played at Southern Miss? You had a lot of big schools you played, but I guess what was the loudest uh, visiting stadium you played at? Uh, I would have to say they're all loud. They're all loud. I would say Bama maybe. It, it would be between Alabama or the Swamp or Florida be one of those two but from what i've heard from the other guys said nebraska was probably the loudest uh 2004 when they went up there the guy because they yeah from that's just what i've heard everybody the guys that went to that game and the games that we played after that they always said that the nebraska game was their loudest game and i could believe that as well sure but for me it will probably be between bama and uh the swamp well, Gerald, you're obviously busy. I, I'm not kidding when I say I love the background noise. That you got a lot of stuff going on, and so we we greatly appreciate you being with us. Uh, so, just a few more quick questions. Um, I, I did want to ask. I think it was your freshman year. I think your freshman year was your only interception. It was a pick six, and then your rookie year with the Titans, you get a pick six off of Matt Hasselbeck. 
what, what just speak to that and, and you know that because that wasn't really your game you, you weren't in you probably weren't in coverage a whole lot so what was that like as a both as a freshman in college and a, as a rookie in the NFL to do both of those things so real uh, it's one of those like man you know like you know how uh, how few opportunities you get like that and so you just you're thankful. And you just you're like you you you're thankful. Just know know that you're you're going to church the next morning. Sunday and now the one on Sunday, you're like, hey, I'm on. I'm making sure I continue to go to chapel before the games. <laughs> um, when you when you get in those situations, but it, it's really one of those surreal moments that you're just you're you just thankful that you're in the right place at the right time. Right. Um, so, yeah, without a doubt. The, the Bama one, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. Uh, I lied. I'm going to give you two quick more, two quick ones more because I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about this. You still, you still tweet this out. Uh, I'm not going to scream on the podcast, but your, your <laughs> thing, you know, is, is, is the ah uh, that you tweet out in the NFL as well. Uh, just speak speak to that mindset outside of football now as a high school football coach coaching coaching those kids and as a father uh just this that high energy mindset it's one of those things to where it's like um i cannot put this the best way i don't know i mean it's just it's it's just who i am like i can't i don't know it's me like that it, it's just me. It's how I feel inside. Sometimes you just have a lot of energy. And sometimes you just, you know, you might be frustrated. You know, ah! <laughs> you, know you say that because you know you're about to work through it. You know what I mean? Frustrated about something, but you know, like, hey, you got to go to work. Somebody does a great, a great, you know, somebody does something awesome. You want to let them know you celebrate. Ah, I'm right here with you, baby. Like, you know, energy energy um is contagious and i say energy i didn't say positive or negative because energy as a whole is contagious both positive and negative it's what you choose to do with your energy um and what you choose to feed and it's just one of those things where it's like why not my glass half full (laughs) why not be great why not, you know, go the extra mile? Like, why not? And, you know, I just try to live by that motto, you know, like, the best I can do, you know, the best I can do. And and that, and that and what happens is you build confidence as you continue to stack days up and the, the, the energy and the contagious and, and it builds confidence. So when you're dealing with adversity or you're dealing with, you know, whatever it may be, like you can look back and say, hey, I was there and I got through it. And you just, it's just, and it comes second nature. You know, you build, you, you're building great habits. And so like the Oscar, that's, that's, like, that's what football meant to me. Like football was everything. Like I love football. Football is not who I am, but the game of football, is for me <laughs> and for me without a doubt and so um you know 
like I said, this is why I always try to be my best. You know, my parents raised me. Um, they raised me that way. Um, I always say I respect for others, but to always give everything you got, especially when you're playing a team sport. Um, so, you know, that, I mean, that's just like a stamp on it. Like that's the eyes, like everything balled up in one. <laughs> right. All right, final question, and we'll let you go. Uh, in, in 2021, okay, and, you know, obviously it's been, it's been a, a long decade for Southern Miss football, and there's some people who have, you know, kind of faded away from the program um, and, you know, are frustrated with that. And you, and you spoke to this a little bit, but what would you say specifically to the people who have – you know, maybe written Southern Miss football off and saying, oh, you know, they're never going to be relevant again and all that kind of stuff. And we talked about this a little bit before, you know, we started recording. What would you say to those people? I'll take that bet. <laughs> they want to bet against Southern Miss. You want to bet against Southern Miss, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. Because Southern Miss produced people like me. And, and, I, and I know the other people like myself that Southern Miss has produced. And that's not by that's not by uh, accident. And I say that, and I and I say that just to say, like, I I I get the big picture. And as you know, from being on the inside and being on the inside and looking out, like, okay, teams are going to make a run. Alabama was not this Alabama when I was playing. <laughs> it was Florida. Florida was the team to beat. It, it changes. It flip flops. The the I think the problem I think the problem with uh, the notation to want to write them off is because of the four team playoff. I mean the BCS was flawed. The B, you can say the BCS polls was flawed, but you you felt like if you went undefeated, which you should go undefeated if you want to be in that gym, like you would get the opportunity. Well, with the fourteen playoffs, like nobody, if, if you're not, if you're not in that like a top conference, you're not even getting that opportunity no more. That's not what football was built on. Football was built on that you got to play the game. So if everybody want to keep saying, okay, you're gonna lose the game, then why are we playing the games to begin with? And so, if if I can say anything to anybody, it is like, okay, well, what are we gonna do, or what? are you going to do or I'm going to do if, if that question is around, well, what am I going to do to make this better? If you can't do nothing, there's no need to complain. <laughs> I'm not going to do nothing. There's no need to complain. And, and so that's what I would say. That's not a knock on anybody, but that's just me being who I am. I'm a Southern, I'm a Southern Miss going to Eagle. I want, I don't want to be nothing else than that. I'm not a fan of the SEC. I'm not a fan of the ACC because I feel like if you put us in there and we play the same team over one or two or three years, we're going to get familiar with them. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I'm not I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all. If you want to make that bet, you want to bet against Southern Miss, I'll take that every single day. And, I, because, and so I'm going to tell you all the reason why. Because the Southern Miss way is, you might get me once, but you better be one for 365 because I'm not backing. We ain't backing down. 
You're going to have to face us every single day. And we're going to keep getting up. We're going to keep coming back. That's the Southern Miss way. I mean, it's what it is. Gerald, you're going to get me fired up, man. That's a, that's a great, <laughs> great way to end it. Gerald McCraft speaking some truth. Southern Miss legend, still a legend. I feel like we got a great picture of you right there with the, the whistle on your neck and your daughter in your arms. Uh, man, we know you're busy. you got a lot going on. So we greatly appreciate it. This was so much fun. Gerald McCrath, uh, man, thank you so much for being on. This was a blast. Thank you guys for doing what you do. I appreciate that so much from the bottom of my heart. Wish you guys nothing but the best of luck, nothing but uh, great success here in the future. If you guys ever need anything, uh, please let me know. Don't Do not hesitate to call. Sure thing, and, man. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate it. This has been Buzzer Dream. Thanks for listening, and be sure to share and leave a review. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Buzzer Dream Pod for all you need to know about the show. See you next time.